WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hey, the Upfront panel for this uh, Friday morning is convened. What does that mean? I'm here with... Uh my real estate question of the week for uh, Robert Martin. He's on our uh, live line right now. And then uh, John Breen will be taking over, and he'll be here until uh, 9 o'clock. Then the Focus on Law program, you know, the rest of the programming. But we do want to tell you that Monday we will have a program on the Upfront program, and that will be Dick Bouchard. And um, you know him, right, uh, Mr. Martin? You know Dick, right? I do. Yes, of course. Many years, Roger. Yes, certainly a lot of years indeed. It's time for our real estate uh, question of the day. We have one in front of us, and we're going to send it your way, Bob. It says here, we have been looking for a house and have made several offers through our agent. None have been accepted. Is there any advantage in not using an agent and making our offers directly to the listing agent? So uh, I bet you've heard that one a few times in your day. Hello? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, when you get 20, 20 offers on a house... Um, you have about a 5% chance of getting it. So it's not unusual, regardless of whom you're using or not using in this particular marketplace, that your offers are um, not accepted because you've got a lower probability. So um, to answer this question specifically, I would, I, if I have to answer yes or no, I would say no. There is no advantage. You've got to, to understand, and you should realize, that when you go directly to the listing agent, although... By uh, how code of ethics is supposed to tr treat that person fair and honestly, he is not. It's, it becomes his customer, not his client. So he has absolutely no fiduciary responsibility to advise him. In fact, he should not be advising him because it really could be counted to his client, the seller. So, um, you know, if this gentleman starts making offers directly, what he's not going to get is, am I overpaying this for this price? What's the neighborhood? Uh, a house is in this neighborhood. Selling, um, and, and that's just the beginning. If they're a first-time home buyer, oftentimes they don't know the, the grants that are available, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you may get that from the selling side or the listing agent if he wants to assist the person, but he's under no obligation to do all of that. Generally, you know, he says, "Okay, you know, go out and get your mortgage and do your thing." Um, the other, the other thought on that was that, uh, you know. It's to the advantage of the listing agent if I go to him directly. Well, um, if I'm selling your house, Roger, I contract with you for a certain fee. Uh, I'm going to get that fee whether I sell it through another agency or I sell it myself. Uh, and the way the world works is whatever I'm charging you, uh, by convention, I am offering part of what I'm charging you to other agencies all of them, if they, in fact, bring in a buyer. So, as, as you know, competition is, is good in this marketplace. Uh, so, uh, the fee is not going to re be reduced. A lot of times a buyer that, you know, based on this question says, you know what, he's probably, the listing agent's probably going to discount his, his dollars and cents so that the seller is willing to take less. So, that is not generally or very often the case. So what you lose is um, 
when you go direct is you lose all of the advocacy, all of the experience of the quote, so-called buyer's agent that would be representing you in all facets. And, um, he, you know, and so you're going to lose all of that advice. So, you know, in the remote event that maybe if you go direct, you might get a discount. You also have a much greater probability of overpaying for the house. Uh, home inspectors, you know, what's good, what isn't, what's an improvement, what's, you know, all of that, that stuff. Uh, if you can probably attest, Raj, that, you know, it, it's not that simple a process in this lifetime anymore. So, no, I would suggest that if he's comfortable with his um, agent, that uh, he continues to work with him or her, and that he will get a lot more advocacy and a lot more advice, better advice, if he continues to make offers through that person. Um, and it's, you know, when you get 12, 13, 14, 20 offers on a property, um, you're going to get, if there's 20 offers, 19 people are going to be disappointed. And he's just in that probability. The other thing that I think we've talked out about in the past is it all depends on the strength of the borrower. Um, uh, if, in fact, um, well, happened this week where, you know, we had someone that was 25% down and waived a lot of requirements, you know, not subject to an appraisal, not subject to a home inspection. The guy was an investor. Well, uh, it happened to be one of my listings. The other 14 offers were all FHA, which is a great program, 3.5% down. Uh, but um, they needed grant money. They needed to sell a house. They needed concessions. So when a seller looks at this, um, and in this particular case, the seller took a little bit less money for the sure thing. So, um, you know, there are a lot of factors in this marketplace, and uh, you've got to kind of gear it to the property. Uh, and gear it to the individual who's purchasing it. Um, you know, if someone's going to waive an appraisal and, uh, you know, they're, they're a general contractor and they know what they're talking about and they've walked through the house, um, okay, then they simply can say, look, I don't need a house inspection because I'm capable of doing this and if there's a problem, I can pretty much do it wholesale. But when people are buying with the last two nickels that they've got in life, and the roof is 30 years old and may be leaking next week, and they have no ability to to fix it if it does, you know, you've got to advise them differently. So, and some buyers can close uh, much quicker than others, right? <laughs> that's true. I mean, and you can't fight you can't fight cash. Yeah. And, uh, and more and more now, uh, properties are tending not to appraise because people are bidding so high. So someone that says, you know, I'm putting so much down that I don't care what the house appraises for, I know I'm going to get the mortgage, sure. that's a big advantage. So... You know, there's a lot of considerations there, but overall, you know, I think he's much better off continuing to get advice from a seasoned real estate person. Thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure. We'll chat with you next week. Okay, Raj. Have Bye-bye. a good week. All right. Will do. Robert Martin, owner-broker of Crossroads Real Estate Group. You'll find him and his team at 329 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. Time out for Champs Liquors and then time in for John Brian. Time out for Champs Liquors or Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of Flip Flop for $10, including Cabernet, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, and again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale? 
Tisdale Wines from California with six varieties including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyard's quality wine experiences at Champs Lucas or Keyway. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. Hours of convenience from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Have a question? We're always there to answer you at 765-1800. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back to the panel here on the Upfront radio program on 1380 AM. And 99.0 FM, WNRI, I am your host for approximately the next uh, 46 minutes or so. And I'm so glad to be here with you. My name is John Brian. It's a uh, cool Friday out there. It looks like it's going to be a cool Memorial Day weekend. But thankfully, it looks like things are starting to get back to normal. It was so nice to uh, go to a couple of events this week. My wife, Nicole, and I, we went with some friends to the food truck night held by uh, Trinity Catholic Church, formerly OLQM, and a few other parishes that are now all together, up at Park Avenue on the corner of Park Ave. And uh, it really was an amazing event. Lots of people, lots of food trucks, people enjoying themselves, and uh, some live music there. And it was just, it seemed normal which is so nice to seem normal again. And by happenstance, we happened to decide to go to the ice cream machine last night in Cumberland. And when we were there, we noticed across the street at Diamond Hill Park, there was yet another food truck event. So we went by and it was uh, even more people. It was great. It's just so great to see people out and about being able to see people's faces, being able to feel like things are returning to normal. Uh, so that is a wonderful thing. So even though it's going to be a cold, uh, damp weekend this weekend, it's Memorial Day weekend, and certainly this is the weekend to start going to the beach and having barbecues and having all kinds of great weather events. doesn't look like it's going to happen this weekend, but at least you'll be able to walk into a store or walk into a restaurant or walk into your favorite place to do business without having to wear a mask or being able to see other people's faces and being able to be places where other people are going to gather, being able to watch sporting events where there'll be fans in the stands. And I know uh, as a Patriot season ticket holder uh, how excited I am. Full stadiums have been approved for the NFL season, including the preseason. So this is really great stuff. I mean, this just means that Life is, uh, life is continuing. So we have, a, uh, we have a lot for you today in a short amount of time. We have some city issues, some state issues, and of course, some federal issues. Uh, but it is a talk show, and I want to hear what you've got to say at all times. You can agree with me, and you can disagree with me, and that's fine. And we can talk about it, and maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. Because really, that's what this is all about. So give me a call at 766-1380-769. 0600 or the toll free number 1 800 949 9674. We already have someone on the line, so let's go right to the phones this morning. And let me say good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning, John Brian. Oh, good morning. It's the only time I get to talk to you on Fridays. Well, 
I do like it when you call other shows. I get to hear you and, and, and your viewpoints. Uh, I don't always agree with your viewpoints, but I do oh, like to hear them. Good, because I, I don't agree with myself sometimes. <laughs> there was one of, the, uh, one of your campaign issues when you ran for mayor was the issue of the proliferation of dollar stores and, and that being a good thing. And it was a, Kevin Azerski wrote an article that they managed to put into the one socket call. And I, I, I would assume you might have read it, maybe you didn't. And it was his take on the whole big picture of the dollar stores. And someone had mentioned to me, you know, you know, the issue of like no supermarkets and, in the city of Woonsocket. And the fact is, is that as people were defending the dollar store saying you can get good food there. And I was trying to understand what that meant. You can get good food at the dollar store. So the problem is, is that, you know, like I say, is it was a campaign issue. And I don't know if you, like I say, read the article or not, if you had an opinion on that, if you're still in favor of the proliferation of the dollar stores, I mean, I, you know. Well, I, you know, I did read the article, and I thought, I, and I posted it up on Facebook, and you can find it on my Facebook if you haven't read it. Uh, and I, and I, what I, the point of me saying, and I agreed with Mr. Uh, Izerski, I don't know him, and I was uh, surprised to see this, and I think he did a wonderful job. And I think my point uh that I that I took out of that article, and, and he said he agreed with me that you know that that the proliferation of the dollar stores, and there was a like you said, and there was a there was a point in the article that said that the dollar store strategy of of, of saturating communities with their stores actually keeps people poor. And it keeps the community poor. And, and I know some people don't agree with that. And I know some people say, well, they're a good taxpaying business. The problem is for a city, okay, when you decide and you make a point of saying we're going to choose quantity over quality. And what do I mean by that? I mean, when we decide that we're going to allow anyone, if you want to set up shop in the city of Woonsocket, it doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter uh, what, you, what, what you do. If you're going to pay us money, we're going to take it. Well, look, it becomes a branding issue, right? And, and, and when we took that attitude decades ago and said, let's bring in Sinegro. They're willing to import crap into our city and we're going to burn it and get money for that. We made Winsocket the chief importer of crap in New England. That's what, that's what we are now. And then we've got the smell that exists in our city. So we chose quantity over quality for the almighty dollar. And the same thing remains here. It becomes, and I said in my campaign, I said, who are we and who do we want to be? And that's what it comes down to. Who do we want to brand ourselves as? And unfortunately, we've, we're known, my goal when I ran was to say, we have to improve our stature among the rest of the state. We have to get people right. thinking about Woonsocket in a different light. By continuing with this dollar store situation in Woonsocket, I think we just continue to say, we are the city of poverty, and that's how people think of us. It's a branding issue, and I think that's what it comes down to. I agree. I, like I say, I mean, uh, you had made an attempt to discuss the issue of, of changing the image, and I don't, I don't see that happening right now. 
and, and, and I know I know someone specifically that it's just it's not worth making an investment opening a hospitality industry type venue at this time because it's just so it's just saturated you it's become a, it's become, way too much way too much affordable housing and there's a big wave coming it's become a, a mecca for Wasaket has we have decided to become a mecca of social services and affordable housing. And we do more affordable housing in the city of Woonsocket than any other city or town in the state. And look, I understand uh, that people are going to say, well, you're just saying these things because you ran for mayor and you're bitter. Let, let, Let me make something clear. That was eight months ago. I am a citizen of this community. I am a taxpayer of this community. Right. I live here. I have observations. Have and I have I, I have a business and I have the and, and I do a lot of work outside the city and I know what people say about the city. So I have a vested interest in improving my city. It doesn't matter that that, that an election was eight months ago. I'm still a member of the service clubs. I'm st- I'm still I still attend all of the social clubs that I was a part of before. I'm still part of this community. So the people say that if, if to anyone that would say well you're just saying these things because you're bitter. It's false. I'm not. I'm happy. I mean, my life is great, and I have no complaints whatsoever. You know, it. it what happened happened, and and here I am, and I and it's it's fine. But I do have an interest to look at my community and say, enough is enough. And by the way, the city council. When I say quantity over quality, the city council. When I was a member, there was a car wash that wanted to go on the corner of Providence Street at Aon Field. And we said, right. we don't want another gas station car wash on that corner. And we said no to that. There were other places that wanted to come. And we said no, because we wanted a something quality at the corner, okay? We chose quality over quantity. And frankly, one of the last things that was proposed in one of my last meetings was to put, by the mayor and by the administration, to put a Dollar General on the corner at Ayotte Field. And the city council said no to their credit because enough is enough. So I appreciate your call this morning. And for me, this is about a branding issue and when Socket's brand right now has not improved. But thank you so much for your call. Your grill will be going at your house probably this weekend, even though it's raining. My girl's girl's always (laughs) going. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Have a good holiday. You too. Happy Memorial Day. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning, John. Good morning. First of all, you talk and make a lot of sense, and I disagree with anybody who thinks it's because you're embittered because you didn't get to be mayor. That's ridiculous, okay? Second of all, I noticed a few days ago, I mean, I think I called a comment about you were talking about the climate change and how it's being exasperated. It's really a, a story. Well, they were at it again today on, on CBS. I tuned it in for my girlfriend to watch while I left, and before I left, here comes this report from the meteorologist saying, that one year out of the next five, we will have temporary, temporary temperature, uh, temperatures as high as 1.5 degrees C above the pre-industrial norm. That's all they said. So then they switched to the local CBS reporter. Ah, uh, this is because this is something. This is because we haven't been controlling our CO2 output. Then he says, and if we don't do anything about it, that 1.5 could become 2. And then we could have hurricanes and extra tornadoes and storms. That is not what the report said at all. And this guy's just going off the deep about total destruction.
election and how it's going to, they said it could be one year, one the, the first year, the fifth year, they didn't know. Probably, I assume it was a blip on one of their computer models. And this guy's talking about all of a sudden it could increase it too. It's going to cause storm. That's not what they said. And he's just adding to it. It's completely irresponsible reporting. And we need to get people like that under control. I agree 100%. And there's this, this, and thank you so much for the call. There's this notion of climate emergency, climate justice, climate you know, environmental racism. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the next segment. I mean, these are the things that people talk about and believe. And it's unbelievable the hubris of man to think that somehow whatever we do is going to affect hurricanes. I talked a few weeks ago about the, uh, the chief environmental scientist from the Obama administration that basically said the science does not support what is being reported and acted on right now. But they're great talking points, of course. When we get back, when we get into some state issues, I want to talk about some things that are going on down at the General Assembly that you should know about and how you need to get engaged or at least you need to be aware because things are going to keep changing and not really for the better. This is the Upfront Show on 1380 AM and 99.FM WNRI. Time out for Champs Liquors or Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of Flip Flop for $10, including Cabernet, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, and again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale? Tisdale Wines from California with six varieties including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato Choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyard's quality wine experiences at Champs Lucas or Keyway. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. Hours of convenience from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Have a question? We're always there to answer you at 765-1800. Interiors by Glow is not your ordinary interior decorating store. She offers handmade scented candles, stylish modern art decor accents, artist creations, handcrafted art pieces from India, Morocco, and Nepal. And also decorative grills, a new concept in decorating living spaces. Want to freshen up your outdoor living spaces? Want more privacy? But fence is not an option? Glow can customize your outdoor living spaces to make them more functional, stylish, and comfortable. Featuring indoor-outdoor fabric line from Italy. Guaranteed not to fade for up to eight years. And is mold and mildew resistant and soil repellent. Tableau Decorative Grills offer privacy and come in several designs and also are customizable for any shape or size. Glow's 100% natural scented candles include fresh flowers, fruits, nature, and clean, fresh scents of spring. Visit Interiors by Glow, 275 Social Street, Woonsocket today, and tell her you heard about her on WNRI. She's in the store on Thursdays and Fridays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., or anytime by appointment. Call 
call her at 401-766-0116 or visit her on Facebook or at interiorsbyglow.com. The spring real estate market is booming. If you're interested in selling your house, call Marge Jacob now, a broker with Remax Town and Country. With 47 years experience in real estate, Marge understands real estate laws. As a lifelong resident of Woonsocket, Marge knows the area. Since 1973, Marge has worked hard for her clients and continues to do so today. And when you call Marge, she always returns your calls promptly. Do you want to sell your house? You should strike while the iron is hot. Call Marge Jacob of Remax Town and Country today at 529-0831. 529-0831. Marge Jacob, broker, 47 years experience, and always there for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back, and I wanted to speak about a few state issues that have kind of concerned me in the past week. And uh, you can join me here on the Upfront Radio Show at 766-1380 and 769-0600. Give me a call and let me know what you think. I'm always interested in your opinion because we might change each other's minds. So I was kind of paying attention, if you haven't, uh, this week. And last week, there were a lot, there's lots of violence in the city of Providence, lots of gun violence. And what do I mean by that? Basically, gangs having shootouts in the streets, a uh, lot of people getting shot all over down, you know, in, in inner city Providence. And uh, there's a press conference being held by Jorge Alorza, the, the uh, mayor of Providence, uh, who's going to run for governor, by the way, uh, God help us all. And uh, there's also a... A senator from Providence, a new senator. Her name is Senator Tiara Mack. And I want you to know what she blames gun violence in Providence on. So I read to you the following tweet by Tiara Mack, senator from Providence. If you think the crumbling schools, administrator arrests, environmental racism in the port of Providence... And vaccine inequity aren't related to the gun violence in the city, then maybe you aren't paying attention. Think about that for a minute. Environmental racism in the Port of Providence, whatever that means. I mean, whatever that means. Providence is a working port. It's an industrial area. And somehow that means that there's some semblance of environmental racism, which really isn't a real thing. There's no such thing as environmental racism, but it's a talking point that progressive use to somehow make changes to existing laws or enact new laws that will negatively impact business, even though they haven't ever created a job in their lifetime. Vaccine inequity. What does that mean? Now, you have to understand something. Vaccine inequity. There was a, this senator actually was promoting in Providence there were uh, vaccine clinics. And these vaccine clinics were for black and brown people only. Okay? So if you were white, 
you couldn't go to this particular clinic to get your vaccine because it was for black and brown people only. Well, guess what? It was an abysmal failure. They had so many uh, vials of the vaccine left over at the end of the day that they had to toss because that's what happens at these vaccine clinics. They have only they have to use the ones they have available that day. And if they don't use them, they have to toss them. Well, guess what? They had to get rid of them because vaccine of the COVID-19 if you choose to receive it. And by the way, I don't judge you if you get the vaccine and if you don't get the vaccine. If you wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask. No judgment here because I think you are a human being, you are an American citizen and you have the right to choose. You have the liberty to choose what you want to do. But the idea that there's vaccine inequity. Right now there's more vaccine than people want to get the vaccine. Yesterday, there was the Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee day to raise money. And we saw in the news last night that 81 people got vaccinated yesterday. So they did this through the whole state and 81 people got vaccinated. Well, I can assure you there was more than 81 vials of the vaccine available. You can go anywhere to get a vaccine. But apparently, this state senator says that vaccine inequity is related to the gun violence. Uh, My response to that is quite simply this. When it comes to gangs in Providence, when it comes to gun violence in Providence, when it comes to these hoodlums in Providence, it seems to me that illegal guns, illegal guns are the problem in Providence. Not legal guns, not passing sweeping gun control in the state of Rhode Island so that people like me, who are the legal gun owners, the law-abiding gun owners, the ones that have the guns locked up just in case someone makes the poor choice of trying to intrude into my home and try to harm my family in some way, they will find themselves on the wrong end of a legal firearm. But illegal guns in the city of Providence are the problem. That and fatherless homes. And if people don't Understand that fatherless homes are a major contributor to the type of crime that we have out there today, then that's unfortunate. Because the breakdown of the family and the family unit and the the notion by the left that mother and father is not a real thing, that the role of the man and the woman is not a real thing, that genders aren't a real thing, that Family units are not to be valued. Black Lives Matter says that the nuclear family needs to be broken up. Give credit where credit is due. Illegal guns and fatherless homes. And this same senator wants you to give a million dollars of your taxpayers' money to the Nonviolence Institute in Providence. There's uh, some legislators now. Progressive legislators in Providence calling for a million dollars to go to Providence's Nonviolence Institute, up from $200,000 a year. So that's right. We don't have enough problems in the state of Rhode Island, but let's give another $800,000 of your money to the Nonviolence Institute because environmental racism and vaccine inequity are what's really causing the problems. In the city of Providence. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Uh, thank you. I had to take you off uh, 
speaker. Um, a couple of points I would like to make. First of all, I understand from a previous discussion that I had that, well, I shouldn't have been surprised. We are a sanctuary state. We know that there are illegals all around us. Um, the problem is we're educating them. Uh, we're, I, I imagine, providing for their basic needs. But we have no right to know whether they are committing crimes. <clears throat> Pretty soon, uh, well, I, from what I understand, even now, we don't know if someone is actually a citizen when they sign up, when they register to vote. It's just that you say you are, and who knows? So this, this, we've got laws that were set for people's conduct 40 or 50 years ago, which doesn't apply anymore. Witness what you talked about that senator, and I was so happy to hear you say, whatever that means, what, what does environmental, what did she say? Environmental racism in the Port of Providence. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, 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 you can't make have, it up. You can't make it up, but they do. You can't make it up, but they the do every day. They have the cojones to say something like that. Tell me what that is, Senator. What's your face? But the problem is, most of the people with guts, we're all too old to do anything anymore. And, and it's almost like uh, yapping in the wind. Sometimes I feel like that. But the, at least we can still talk. But this is insanity. No, and I agree um, with you. And so and just, just so you know, and you are right. The people who are the most engaged, and this is the and this is the problem. The people that are most engaged or want to be engaged are now apathetic. They feel like I'm not going to run. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to say something because somehow someone will call me a xenophobe, a homophobe, a racist. Well, I've been called all those things for years because I've always spoken my mind. When I did voter ID, I was I was a xenophobe. I was a racist. When I tried to do e-verify with then-Senator Mark Cody. I was a xenophobe. I was a racist. I was accused of hating brown people. I mean, you can't believe the things I've been called. But I think you need to stand up for the things that are right. And I want you to understand something. And I know you do because, you know, as a caller, you're very informed. But I don't think the public fully can grasp what's going on. Here in Woonsocket, there is now an organization called Rebuild, Rebuild Winsocket being headed up by the former councilman Alex Kithis and the progressives, okay? And I read this the other day, and there was a tweet by this one person that's a part of this Rebuild Winsocket. Now listen to this. The tweet says, Rebuild Winsocket just launched. They're going to organize year-round to build a city that actually works for the people. This is how we make Winsocket the progressive hub that it needs to be. Well, they better, they better assassinate me because, first of all, I will never say that P word again. And that's one of my goals. I want people, when Chris Salcedo, who's on Newsmax, he never says the Democrat Party. He always says the Democrat Socialists 
because that's what they are, that's what they need to be called, whether you want to say that you're a good Democrat, you're tinkling in the wind, because that's not, the Democrat, political parties, as you know, Mr. Brian, evolve. They change. We've had political parties in the past who no longer exist. And this is what's going to happen, I hope, with the word Democrat, because they are not. They are socialists. So, um, anyway. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you're right. Parties do evolve because what people fail to realize is it was the Democrats that led the charge against the Civil Rights Act. It was, That's right. It was the Democrats who in, who put the Jim Crow laws in 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 into statute. So it, it's incredible that they turn around and they say, "Now that we want election integrity." That, that, oh that's goodness. the Jim Crow laws, the ones that they were the champions of. It, so what we have here is we have things like rebuild one socket and we have yep. and we and we have a secretary of state who does these universal mail ballots in the state of Rhode Island. And that's yep. how they retain power. And unless people start waking up and realizing that whether it's locally, we have a senator this week that wants to get back to the bathroom issue and have a gender neutral bathroom in every building, every public building that, that, that every new building has to have a gender neutral bathroom now because genders aren't real anymore because there's more than two sexes apparently from the party that says, you know, we believe in the science, the science is real, but there are more than two genders. I mean, it'll blow your mind. And unless people begin to get engaged and unless people begin to realize they have to step up and fight back, you're going to have one socket be a progressive hub. You're going to have the state of Rhode Island taken over at the General Assembly by the progressives. And one socket will make California look like a Shangri-La. That's never going to happen. And please stop using the P word. They are regressive. They are regressive. They are moving backwards so that they can attain their goals. I will never use the P word again. And and the Democrats are socialist bound. They are not the party of the working man. Listen. When my mother, and I think even my grandmother at one point said, eh, I'm going to vote Republican. I mean, it was almost like a dirty word to say Republican. But Ronald Reagan, he was a Democrat. He realized it's not his philosophy. It's going to take someone who's got the cojones to say, you know what, I- I'm going to run as a, as a Republican. I, I'm done with the with the P word because those people are uninformed. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They are uninformed, or they are brainwashed, or they have bad. They they want bad things for this country because well maybe because they are stupid. But listen, I saw on EWTN. I'm going to leave you with this. I saw 
a replay of um, Fulton Sheen. And I can remember watching him on and off as a kid. My family was not particularly religious at all. But he talked about patriotism. I've got, I'm going to try to say what the um, episode it, what the episode was, but if you can find it on YouTube, of course YouTube has probably banned Fulton J. Sheen. Who the hell knows today? Because we are living under severe censorship, and um, it, it's time for it, it, the elected officials have done a really good job of of defending and i'm glad they don't go on the attack because when you attack people like this band of merry regressives and i won't even use their names um when you attack them you give them some kind of power to me defend just defend but when they hit you hit them three times absolutely and yeah and, and i appreciate the call <laughs> And we're going to get into the idea of some censorship on a very uh, important issue, one that affected all of us. And uh, the caller said that we need someone to step up that had cojones. Well, guess what? We had one. And uh, he's no longer in office thanks to COVID-19 and the way that we decided to take part in elections in the United States of America. So, but that is in the past and the rear view mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason. So, uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about censorship of a big media and an issue that affects us all here on the upfront show on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Rice Dairy Farm and Bakery announces we are now open and back to normal. Visit us any day of the week for your favorite local products including milk, cream, assorted pastries, ice cream, cakes, and more. Visit our website, wrightsdairyfarm.com, for all the latest information. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery thanks you for your patience over the last year. But now, we're happy to announce that we are open for business as usual. The store will be open for in-person shopping, and we will discontinue our car hop service. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery, 201 Woonsocket Hill Road, North Smithfield. You can call us at 767-3014. Open seven days a week, but we'll be glad to see you in person. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. At the CPA firm of Kayer Caution, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Kasher, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and Woonsocket at 766-8100.
listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back to the panel, and as usual, we're jumping around. We go from some city issues to state issues, and now to federal. And I want to talk about Joe Biden's America with you. And if you want to chime in and you think you can make it quick, give me a call at 766-1380 and 769-0600. Joe Biden's America. If you voted for President Biden, you're happy with the way things are going, give me a call and please, please tell me why. Because I want you to listen to these numbers. In 2020, 1,000 feet of lumberboard cost $304. In 21, $1,500. One gallon of gas in 2020 was $1.95 and now $3.05. A ton of wheat in 2020 was $183 and now $251. A ton of coal, $39 in 2020. 2021, $80. One bushel of corn in 2020, $3.43. In 21, $6.86. And you can be assured that it's only going to get worse. You know, we were the world's leading exporter of fossil fuels. That's right. The United States became totally energy independent under President Donald J. Trump. And we no longer needed or relied on Saudi Arabia and other nations who don't like us to, to provide us with the fuel that we need to live our lives and have our economy moving. But then the president came in and the new president and he shut down the XL Keystone pipeline. But he opened up the pipeline for the Russians in Germany, they, uh, we, 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 we lifted the sanctions on that and, and, and we decided that that's okay for them. We have taken an America first to an America last opinion here in the country. And I don't know how it's possible and I don't know how people are satisfied with this. But I'll tell you something else that affects us all. Something very important and something... The previous caller was talking about how people are brainwashed. And people are brainwashed, and it's a shame. And you're brainwashed by the mainstream media. You're brainwashed by social media. You're brainwashed by big tech. And what's big tech? Big tech is Facebook, Twitter, Google. You know, it's amazing. I noticed the other day I was looking at the comparisons. And if you look up Senator Rand Paul on Bing, which is a search engine, you got some stories about Rand Paul and uh, his call for, you know, for about the vaccine and being immune after having COVID. You looked up DuckDuckGo, which is another search engine, and there were, that was very informative and news driven. You looked up Rand Paul on Google, and all it was was hit pieces that came right up. See, and everybody uses Google. But Google drives what you think because it, it, it controls what you see. So back in uh, early 2020, Donald Trump referred to the COVID-19 virus as the Wuhan virus, the China virus, and said it had escaped from a lab. 
And he was, uh, and him and Senator Tom Cotton were considered to be conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists. And, and Trump was losing his mind. And let's invoke the 25th Amendment. How the tables have turned. And now I just read this article uh, the other day in the American Spectator about don't let the media get away with U-turning on the lab leak theory. Recently, a group of 18 scientists, including one who worked in the Wuhan lab, stated the lab leak theory needed to be investigated. Donald McNeil, the former a New York Times science writer, said it, that the virus made it more susceptible for human transmission and why it's possible that the research was being conducted at the Wuhan lab. After the dominoes began to fall, Anthony Fauci himself, who has long derided the lab leak theory, changed his tune, saying he's not confident that the virus did not escape the lab. Fauci was one of the go-to sources for media eager to write off the theory altogether in 2020. News outlets such as NPR said in April 2020 that the theory was debunked. The Washington Post called it a conspiracy theory that was already debunked. The Wuhan, the Wuhan lab director himself called it pure fabrication in Forbes magazine. Reuters took China's lead, using China itself as a source for debunking. And the American mainstream media reflexively sided with China and any other news story that was at odds with President Trump to make him look bad. Anthony Fauci just crushed Donald Trump's theory. On the origins of the coronavirus, said CNN. Now they're turning around and saying, hey, guess what? It may actually have escaped from a lab. They're turning around, but they're doing it after the election. You see what's happening here? Democrats sided with Facebook when Facebook blocked the New York Post February 2020 column that first raised the Wuhan lab possibility. Big tech is working to censor the truth. And then they turn around post-election to tell you, oh yeah, it might have been in a lab. Everything was done to try to make President Trump look bad before an election. And the mainstream media was every bit as complicit in that as could be. And there are people out there, and it's sad. And I have family members that are guilty of this. Family members who will listen to MSNBC and believe that it's true. It's become state-run media, and the MSN has become... Another wing of the Democrat Party. And you are fed information every day that they want you to see, that they want you to read. Look at what's happening now. The last bit of racism that's acceptable is anti-Semitism. And that's because every news outlet is going pro-Palestinian. That's because they want the Americans to be pro-Palestinian and turn their back. On America's greatest ally, the state of Israel. It's shameful. But the mainstream media shapes 
our consciousness every day, and you need to be aware of it. So I say to you, thank you for listening to this radio program. You may not agree with me, but I hope at least your eyes have been opened, your mind has been awakened, and your ears are working so that you'll take the time to go out and try to get some information that isn't tainted. I hope you have a blessed Memorial Day weekend. I thank you for listening to me on this Friday. And for WNRI to give me the opportunity to speak with you each and every Friday. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, notwithstanding the weather. You won't need a mask. Go enjoy yourself. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.